Hello, you filthy little disgusting pigs. This is the Valley Boys, and it's your favorite version of such. I am your host, Dave Weasel, and I'll be doing this by myself. <laughs> I don't really know what to call you guys. Someone suggested dumpster pigs. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I just haven't brought myself out to do it yet. But hey, if we're all embracing our filth, maybe we should give it a go. Brandon is recovering from surgery. He needed that cactus he put up his ass surgically removed from it. I did get to talk to him yesterday. He said, Bryce, you the medical center. Which I think translates to uh, he's in the worst pain of his life, but the procedure went according to plan. That cactus is fully removed. If you want to help out Brandon, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash valleyboyspod. Usually you kick us five bucks for booze, but uh, we're going to use it for Brandon's recovery. This week, our gay dads are uh, Shitty Mark, Shitty Aaron, Shitty Richard, Shitty Chris, Shitty Hatch, and our gay dad, Shitty Adam. Thanks a lot, you disgusting pigs. Now, you know what? I don't feel, I don't feel, I, I don't mind calling you shitty, because when you give us money to get drunk with, that's kind of enabling our problems, you know? It's making things worse. But shitty little pigs, dumpster pigs, filthy pigs, nah, I don't mind one bit. San Diego, I will be inside of you on June 5th at the Madhouse Comedy Club. You can get tickets at drum.io slash valleyboys. There'll be a link available for you there. Okay, so right off the hop, I want to address something that Pastor Greg said. He's some, I don't know, pastor of a church. Big old mega church. He's talking about witches. He says he's got witches. And their first and their last names. It's a fucking hilarious clip. You got to look it up online. Pastor Greg witches. But I'm going to play the audio here. We got first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. Oh man, he's doing a little dance right now. You gotta see this shit. Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. You devil worshiping Satanist witch. We cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your spells. We break your curse. We got your first name. We got your last name. We even got an address for one of you. I like how this guy's like, we got a first name and we got a last name. We got a postal code, a zip code, an address. It's like he knows what a witch is. There's only two ways to know a witch. Okay, one is when they, they cast in spells. They got cauldrons. They flying around on brooms. She's a witch. And the other way is probably like, he's a 12-year-old altar boy. And he says, I touched him in his pants. There's more. You so much as cough wrong and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. <laughs> You were sent to this church to destroy us. You were sent to this church to lure us in. You were sent to this church to cast spells. Listen, some of you been sick because you befriended that witch. Two of you in my wife's ladies Bible study and you know who you are and we gonna ask you to get out. That's his big threat. We're gonna ask you to get out. Man, that's some Ned Flanders shit. Excuse me, witch. Could you please exit the church? I like how he, he names... Three of them in his in his wife's Bible study. You know, there are probably three women that said, hey, Pastor Greg, he's got a little dick. I would know because he showed it to me. Oh, I'll expose you in front of everybody. Hmm, see? We got all six of their names. All six of them. 
two of them had already been confirmed before that thing ever even said it. First and last night, this chick is new to our church and don't know none of you. This chick, he says. So you got a choice. You can leave with your spells all by yourself. Or I'll show up next Sunday with a stage full of brooms. And I'll give you one and I'll fly your tail up out of this place in the name of Jesus. But we ain't playing your spell casting, witchcraft, nonsense, sage burning games. Everybody okay? <laughs> Witches are like, nope. And your little dog too. You're out, witch. He's even going to kick the little, the little dog out that belongs to the witch. See, I'm not advocating for people to be you know, burned at the stake, accused of being a witch. We've gone through that as a country before. However, if it has to happen to somebody, like he said, there's three witches in that room, right? If it has to happen to somebody, I'd want it to be someone that says, yeah, let's burn the witches. And then Pastor Greg says, it's you, the one I showed my dick to. She also happens to be a witch. And then she gets burned. If it has to happen to anybody, I'm glad it would happen to her. Not that, I, not that I'm advocating for that, but you know, I'm a sucker for irony. What's going on with me? Not a whole lot. Especially as you know, I got my Twitter banned since uh, it got hacked. And as soon as they gave it back to me, they suspended me. Yeah. Make sure you tweet at Twitter support. Tell, me, tell them to give me my account back. Bet it's real lonely on Twitter without me talking about farting all the time. And everyone asking me, how come you have a blue check mark? <laughs> nah, nobody misses me. That's fine. Fuck you. I've been uh, watching The Dropout. I just finished that. It's on Hulu. It's about that Elizabeth Holmes woman tricking all them investors into giving her money. That's a big fad right now is this, uh, that, like the Tinder swindler and like the, the bad vegetarian or whatever. The, I am the original Tinder swindler, okay? Back when I had Twitter, I used it to trick people into coming to comedy shows, you know? I, I'm like, hey, I haven't seen a lot of, uh, a lot of advertisement for this show in North Hollywood tonight. So I went on Tinder with my sister's pictures and told like 50 guys to meet me there. LOL. So I post that, right? Now, here's the thing. How I'm the Tinder swindler is that none of that actually fucking happened. Okay. I didn't sign up for Tinder. I didn't use my sister's pictures. I didn't fucking catfish anybody. I catfished the people on Twitter thinking, oh boy, I better go to this show and see this shit go down. None of it went down because it never happened. Tinder swindler. <laughs> it does work though, because when that show came out, like this was, this was when I posted that tweet, it was a, it was a few months ago, but when the show came out recently, um, the Valley boys account actually posted a screenshot of that. And it worked so well that somebody went that night. They were like, Oh, this is going on tonight. Oh, I better go. Nah, man, it wasn't going on tonight. Read the caption, idiot. So, <laughs> They show up there looking for me, and I'm nowhere to be found. Tinder swindler. That other one, the bad vegan. Pretty good shit, except th the most amazing thing on that isn't that some dude she met online pretended to be uh, some fucking holistic healer slash uh, supernatural, whatever the fuck he was. It's that a successful woman fucking believed it. You know, she's like, here's 50 grand. And he goes, thanks. I needed to, to pay this guy that's chasing me down. Can I have another 50 grand? And she says, wait a minute, why? And he said, well, because I need to make your dog immortal. 
I want your dog to live forever. And she goes, okay, here you go. Like somebody conning a rich person out of their money is nothing new. But someone doing it over pretending their dog is going to live forever, that's pretty fucking new. Especially a successful person in the spotlight like this woman was. She owned a restaurant, you know. She was very famous. It was all raw vegan shit. And she's spending her money making her dog immortal to this guy. She ended up fucking marrying. And they went on the run. And they got caught because they ordered a fucking pizza. Whatever, man. That shit brings me joy. But anyways, the, the dropout. All startups are like that. Okay, how she tricked people into giving her money. All startups do that. They trick investors into their bullshit product. They overinflate what it's worth. And then it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, especially in tech. Okay? You say, oh, I have 10,000 users on this fucking platform. And they're like, how many of them are you signed up by yourself? And they're like, oh, this account, fake account 23? That's some other dude. Osama bin Farton, 19? That's some other dude as well. And they're like, all right, here you go. Here's your money. But then they put that money into the company and they grow it into what they want it to be. You know, you do have to have some sort of uh, trickery in it. Not everything's completely honest. So if that's all she was doing, I wouldn't really have a problem with it. But she's using actual people and falsifying medical records. Fuck her. So yeah, she went down. Everybody knows how that went. The thing I find weird is while she was going through the trial and facing 20 fucking years in prison, she gets knocked up and gives birth. You know, she's got this little baby now while she's awaiting sentencing that could be up to 20 years. That's There's never really a perfect time to have a baby. You know, they're, they're, they, they come in surprises, we'll say. But this is a very bad time. No matter how emotionally ready you are, you can't raise a baby from behind a fucking prison wall. You know what I mean? But hey, doesn't matter. She's rich. She'll figure it out. Something else I saw on the old Hulu was the hus uh, Hustlers. I know it's a couple years old, but I only I just watched it the other night. It's got a uh, whole bunch of people in it. J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, she's in there being 50 years old, like bearing it all, bare ass everything. She looks just as good as she did when she was 20. But, you know, she's, she's exercising. She's taking care of herself. She hydrates. She also has a lot of money for surgery. A little bit too much. You know, she starts, you get that plastic surgery. You see it a lot in L.A. Where people get too much work done on their face or they get it done when they're too young. And then when you start actually getting older, the whatever work you got done kind of sinks in like you like you just bit into a lemon. You know, they got this look like they're a, they're an elderly house cat. That's what J-Lo looks like right now, like an old fucking cat named Boots. You know, the kind that looks like it scarfed down a bunch of meth, but just stands still. That's what she looks like right now. A shitty old cat. Julia Stiles is in that, and she also had a bunch of work done. Didn't know that about her, but it's not aging well. She looks even worse. She looks like that elderly cat has been dead for like four days. Someone went, hey, where's Boots? Haven't seen him in a few days. Also, what is that smell coming from underneath the couch? Oh, shit, it's Julia Stiles. She looks like a dead cat is what I'm saying. Still, the rest of the movie's pretty good. They had a very inclusive strip club. You know? They had uh, the All Bodies Matter thing in there. They had the big ones, the little ones, all kinds of shit. Lizzo was in it. Lizzo was a stripper. I mean, to each in their own. I thought it was great that they 
had that option, let's say. You know? Cardi B, she's in there. Terrible actress. Fucking terrible. But you know what? She's, it's, it's the opposite of method acting. Method acting is when you're, you really immerse yourself in that character and you become the character. And then when they start rolling the cameras, you are that person. All right, cool. She just used to be a stripper. And they're like, okay, do that. Now say these lines a little bit. And she's like, I can do the first part, no problem. The lines, we'll see how it goes. That would be like, you know, I used to be a guitar teacher for years. I taught 13,000 individual lessons. So someone said to me, hey, you're going to be a guitar teacher for this movie. I'd say, all right, I was born to play this. You know? You can always tell when someone's holding a guitar in, in a TV show that's never that doesn't play. You can tell by the fucking way they're holding it. Not with me, but don't ask me to say any lines because I'll fuck that up. It's funny, I cuss a lot, right? But never once have I swore in front of a kid when I'm teaching those guitar lessons. Never really needed to, you know? It's an E chords, you fucking idiot. You know what? I should have said that. I'd be a much more efficient teacher. I would be good at playing a drunk guy in that movie, Hustlers, though. Because that's what they did, right? Like, they, they, they got the, the clients in these strip clubs super fucking wasted, and then they're just dropping mad cash. You know, they're spending all the money on tips, racking up the bar. The bar's taking a cut. It's a whole fucking scam. I could easily play a drunk guy. That's some reverse method acting right there because I like to drink. I'm drinking right now. That ain't no guitar lesson stripper thing. This is a thing of the now. Pour me a drink, roll the camera. I could be the guy that is uh, sounding like Brandon fresh out of surgery. Someone else needs to sign my check for me. No problem. Except in real life, I could never, ever, ever be one of those idiots that let, that let these women take advantage of them. And I know that's victim blaming, but that ain't going to be me. All right. After they got bored of uh, doing it in the club, they started kind of upscaling things a little bit. I'm blowing the movie. Whatever. It's like three years old. Fucking go watch it. But then they started looking for these dudes in upscale bars. You know, they're sitting there by themselves. And the girl comes up and says, hey, what's your name? And he goes, hey, what's up? I'm Gary. And she goes, <laughs> Gary, whatever. That would never be me. Because even if I was in an upscale bar by myself, and even if some attractive woman, well-dressed, comes up and talks to me, I ain't fucking having that shit. Already, I'm like, what are you selling? The fuck do you want? Do you work with Bacardi? What's going on here? It's not that I'm totally unapproachable. Relatively friendly. But I'm skeptic as fuck is what I am. So right away, she comes up. I'm like, I'm not signing anything. I ain't drinking anything. My wallet is up my butt, you know? But that's what they do to these idiots. And they're like, oh, okay, I like this attention. I'm a fucking idiot. And then she's like, oh, my friends are coming. And then these three girls walk in. You know, they play that music as they do their entrance. And the fucking cat women come prancing in. And then, and then he's like, all right, let's all party. They get all fucked up. They drug the guy. And they max out his cards. That's the fucking scam. And I know it's victim blaming to be like, hey, you should have knew something was up. But what the fuck, dude? Gary, you sitting at the bar? And then the next thing you know, you're fucking partying with these, like, gorgeous, half-naked women. Get fucking real, dude. I don't think they'd be after my money so much as my organs. You know? Even here in America, I'd be like, okay. Ain't no money worth this shit. But those organs are. Not that I have money they'd be after, but whatever. That's the point. This is not going to happen to me. And I'm a victim blamer. <laughs> 
It's weird seeing J-Lo get old, though, man. She looks good. Don't get me wrong. She looks good, but fake. That's the thing. Everyone's like, like back in the day, they made a big deal. She was ahead of her time a little bit. She was a pioneer for those big-ass ladies. She had the big-ass first. Everyone made a big deal about it, you know? They had to say her name short or J-Lo because she had a big ass. Hey, that's cool. But you know what? A lot of money went into that. A lot of money went into maintaining it. It's like when, when, when Trump said, ah, oh, I'm going to build a wall. People were like, man, how much is that going to cost? He's like, I don't know, eight bucks. I'm like, sure, but what's the maintenance on it? And then they come with all these figures, like $25 billion a year. People are like, I ain't fucking paying that shit. It's the same thing. You know, beauty costs, fashion hurts, all that bullshit. But she's paying for it. And now she looks like an old cat. We've been through this. But man, when I was young, everybody was in love with her. But that was back when we used to watch really fucked up shit. You ever see commercials from the 90s? What was that one? The Honeycombs one. Man, that dude, that little that little gremlin thing. Somebody at the advertising agency's like, okay, to sell this cereal, we should have this dude who used to visit me every time I would do acid. He's this little furry gremlin fuck who comes to me and tells me to burn things. And everyone's like, hey, that's a good idea for honeycombs. And he's like, yeah. So you see the commercial, you know, the kid's hungry or whatever. He's looking for something to eat. And this acid trip gremlin fuck comes in and says, all right, I'm going to destroy the whole house. You eat honeycombs. So he does that. And the parents come in and they're like, what's going on here? And the kid's like, honeycombs, am I right? And the acid beast is like, fuck yeah, buy honeycombs. Man, it worked. That shit worked. That was on for a long time. But all commercials were like that back then. They still kind of are. But like, what do we sell it now? Oculus. You know, the metaverse. VR. Headsets. You know? What are we doing advertising anything other than porn with that shit? If you want to move those things, be like, all right, you put it on and there's fucking titties everywhere. We'll get a little machine that jerks you off. You just stand there, look around at the titties, and it looks like you're fucking these porn stars. That's how you sell that shit. You're welcome. You're welcome, ad agencies. Now nah, they're like, hey, check it out. It's like you're playing golf in Scotland. Fuck that shit. I want to see some titties. Some virtual titties. Not like those strip clubs in Hustlers. <laughs> you know what's a hustle now? Is that farmer's market it's in, uh, in Costa Mesa. You know, they're selling these knockoff Dodgers t-shirts for 10 bucks, you know? You can get weird ones of like, like artwork of Marge and Homer playing baseball, that kind of shit. It's cool shit, but sketchy as fuck. You know, it's margarita season. Looking to make those uh, micheladas too. So we hit up the little fruit vendor. Hey, you got any limes? And they're like, no. But you want to try this honey? And we got lemons. That's what they do. They, they guilt you in with, with, with honey. I don't even know how they serve it to you. Do they just pour it in a little cap? Do you just hold out your hand? Don't know. Just tried to buy the lemons. But they were, whatever, let's say three bucks. Don't have any cash. Who the fuck carries cash? It's like you take card, and she's the guy, this dude comes in, younger guy, pushes grandma out of the way. He's like, I got this. And I'm like, oh, shit. Punches in my, my debit card manually, you know, into his phone. I'm trying to look over to see what's up. And he's like, do you want a receipt? And I said, yeah. And he kind of gives a little sigh. What's your number? 
I gave it to him. And it's hard walking away from that because it's like you want to stand there and be like, where's my fucking receipt? I'm supposed to be emailed a receipt. I saw you punch in my number. What the fuck is happening? You know, all you got to do is have your Twitter account stolen and all, and, then, and now privacy matters to you. You know, I used to live with my social insurance number, social security number, everything written right on my shirt. Nothing bad ever happened until someone gets your Twitter account. Now I'm all paranoid. I don't even trust these people at the, at the farmer's market. But I was three steps away when the receipt came. Good for that guy. Not that I know I would do anything about it, but whatever, man. Like, just get one of them square things. They swipe it. That's it. I don't want to see someone punching my number into their card or my card number into their phone. Yeah, whatever. Did you guys know Netflix has regional restrictions that limit what they decide you get to watch depending on your location? They have tens of thousands of movies and TV shows, but you only get to see a fraction of that. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership but only getting to use the treadmill. ExpressVPN unlocks access to thousands of different shows by easily switching your location to anywhere you want Netflix to think you are. It works for any other streaming services too, like BBC iPlayer, YouTube, basically anywhere that has country restrictions. It's not your problem anymore. You guys know me, I'm Canadian. When I'm feeling homesick, I open the app, pick Canada, tap one button, and I'm connected faster than it took me to say this sentence. I'm back in Canada eating poutine, riding on a moose, watching shows like Inception and Pulp Fiction, just some of many only available on the Canadian version. Want to watch Modern Family on Netflix but don't live in the UK? I know the sensible thing is to pack up and move overseas, but ExpressVPN has an easier solution. No other VPN offers these Blazing fast speeds allowing you to stream HD with zero buffering. It's available on all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, maybe even your microwave if it ever gets Wi-Fi, I don't know. Plus, it encrypts all of your data so you can browse privately and securely. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash valleyboys. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash valleyboys to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Guys, I'm 37 years old. I'm no stranger when it comes to the hog not wanting to come out of the barn at all times. It's fine. We can talk about it. Stress, anxiety, a bad day. It can all affect my sexual performance and ruin it for everybody in the room. But luckily, that's where bluechew.com comes in so I can too. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew helps combat all forms of ED, helping you achieve a harder and stronger bone like a dose of vitamin D. They're small, chewable tablets so you can carry them around with you so when the situation arises, so will you. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no eye contact, just a first-class ticket to Fat Dick City. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers who will help you find the right ingredient and strength, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, sent to you in discreet packaging. Forget the stigma. If you decide to tell your girl about it, she's gonna love it. When she sees what that dick can do, she'll be the one reminding you to use our code. So go ahead and give your lady that rock-hard Donkey Kong anaconda she deserves. And there's a special deal for our listeners. 
Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code VALLEYBOYS at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code VALLEYBOYS to receive your first month free. Brandon sent me a, a mailbag question, which, as you know, is my least favorite thing about this podcast. And it's not that... The reason I don't like them is because 99% of them are fucking stupid. It's people asking us questions, trying to be funny. You know, they're like, whose dick would you rather suck? But it's nothing like philosophical or funny. It's just like your own or Brandon's. And it's like, fuck, dude, my own. Like, what? can't make that funny. That's not even a real question. But uh, whatever. We do these once in a while. This seems like a real one. How to know if a girl is mad at you. Now, I am the last person to give advice on anything. Okay? Take that as a warning. I am a cautionary tale. I am a list of don'ts when it comes to what you should do, especially in relationships. So I would say, if you want to know if she's mad at you, assess the situation. First of all, figure out, have you spent more than 24 hours at a time with this woman? If you have, then she's mad at you. Not outwardly mad, because you might have distracted her long enough to forget that she's mad at you, but it's manifesting. You know, she puts that in the bank. Tell you to do something else. Distract her again. Puts that in the bank. Now, you got to really fuck up for her to unleash that vault. But a sheer fire away to have that vault unleashed is for her to fuck up. It's for you to get mad at her. And the next thing you know, it all comes fucking flying out. So that's how you know if a girl's mad at you. <laughs> That's a terrible fucking answer. I got nothing. Like I said, I, I, I'm not somebody to give advice to on anything, except for guitar lessons. I can teach you how to play that, but you know what the fuck do I know? I take Ubers. So many nice Uber drivers in LA, in nice cars. See, that's a crazy thing. I've been in all kinds of different cities where Ubers cost way more than they do in LA. Because in LA, there's no shortage of people needing to make an extra buck. And they all got nice fucking cars. So I got all these people trying to be Uber drivers. You know, they could charge a little less. Pass that savings on to me. So you'll get some guy in like a BMW or a Mercedes picking you up. The trunk's full of those VR porn headsets. I don't know. They're nice too. They assume I'm up to something cool, you know. One guy says, what do you do for a living? Do you work in tech? I'm like, why do people always assume that? It's because I'm a dumpster pig, all right? Tech is one of those things where you could look like Elizabeth Holmes all the way down to Dave Weasel, okay? I look like I rolled off the bus because I did and clothes I was wearing since yesterday because I was. But people in tech are, are everything across the board. Same thing with television writers. You get the people, some of these people went to fucking Harvard and shit and, you know, take themselves very seriously, expect to be huge performers. And then you get other guys that are just, you know, wearing the same thing twice in a row. Fucking still, not just hungover, but still drunk from yesterday. I fit into that category a little bit more. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter because my behavior is okay. My work is flawless. Shit gets done on time. You just got to deal with a little bit of a smell. It's no big deal. But that's me though, man. I'm team dumpster pig. I'm, I'm all for people that 
embrace their filth. And it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's not illegal, none of that shit. You know, I don't want to hear any of these fucking pedophiles coming in being like, yeah, fuck some kids. Embrace your filth. And it's like, no. Not that kind of filth. I'm talking about like, you know, eating pizza over a sink kind of filth. We all do shit like that. We're all disgusting animals. Like, instead of trying to hide it, we should embrace it. It's like relationships are like that. You know, you meet somebody and you try so hard not to fart in front of them. Because there's different checkpoints in a relationship. And the fart checkpoint is at least three months in. You can't be farting on the first date. People do. People joke about it. But realistically, you're not going to do that. And if you're, if you're at uh, dinner or, or have, grabbing a drink with somebody and they're like, okay, um, I'm just going to have to start farting now. And they just let her rip. One of two things are going to happen. You're either going to marry that person because you hear stories about that. Or you're going to get up and walk away. Leave the fart ass to pay their own fucking bill. But that's a checkpoint in a relationship. Is, is, is at the beginning, we're hiding how disgusting we are. We're hiding the fact that we have a digestive system. You know? And then we slowly let our filth out a little bit. I say let it all fucking hang out. Not necessarily farting. But don't be like, oh, phew. Tough day volunteering with the old people. I do that in my spare time, you know? I go around looking at, looking at crosswalks, finding old people to help across the, the road. People are like, oh, really? Yeah, that's what, that's what you do in your spare time? They're like, yeah, totally. I'm just so awesome. Want to suck my dick? The thing is, it fucking works. So I guess, again, don't take relationship advice from me. I would say be more honest. Not completely honest, but there's nothing wrong with saying, like, like when you're on the date night, she says, what did you do today? Go ahead and tell her. Well, I slept until noon. I ate a hot dog for breakfast. I played video games all day, and I didn't shower before coming out tonight. Yeah, it's a little bit disgusting. But you know what? It's who you are. What are you going to do in three months when you start fucking doing that shit? And she goes, oh, gross. I thought you were all about helping old people across the street. What's up with this shit? And they're like, yeah, but I tricked you. You know, that's what we're all about, is hiding our filth. I don't know. There's a lot of different checkpoints. In a relationship. I feel like the farting. It's it, it, You got to take that fart as a metaphor. Okay. It's anything natural. It's anything that. It's it's what something all of us do that we just hide. Okay. I'm not talking about real dark fucking weird shit. Either tell somebody about that on the first date. Or keep it to yourself forever. You know. Like if you're into some weird sex shit. And I mean fucking weird. Uh, first date. Throw that out there. Be like well. The thing is, I can't get a boner unless I have like 14 ping pong balls up my ass. Go ahead and say that. Don't let that be a fucking date number five surprise. You know, she's like, okay, I'm going out with you for a fifth time. We'll see if you get hard now and be like, okay, the thing about that is I need a ping pong set and several more and I need you to shove them up my butt. Nah, man, let that out the first time. Embrace your filth. You know that's true about relationships is you can you can tell the way the person's going to break up with you by the way you met them. Okay? For example, I once dated a girl for a few months that I met in a back alley in Winnipeg. All right? I was back there drinking to save money so I didn't spend it all at the bar watching New Renaissance. Great band, but expensive bar. 
I'm back there. I see this girl back there doing the same thing. But she's taking a piss against the wall. And maybe even a dump. How do you think that relationship ended? You know? I know what you're thinking. Oh, it involved the cops. Yeah, because I called her a dumpster pig. That's actually where that term came from. So yeah, that's not going to end well. Now, what what about if you beat somebody at work? But like you're 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 somebody important. Okay, you have an important job. You know, you went to school. You have a good family. You don't you don't you don't meet people at work. You have affairs with them. You have you have rendezvous. You know what I mean? You're probably already fucking married to some other grad school idiot, and you have affairs. That shit ends when your wife finds out because you have a secret phone. And your password's like one, two, three, four. And you're a fucking idiot. You have her saved as like, I don't know, Burger King. And Burger King sending you like 14 dick emojis at 3 a.m. Like that's some kind of secret code. Yeah, see? You spend all your time in school. You don't learn how it is in the streets. Everybody knows what the eggplant quest- question mark means. Especially your wife. That shit ends in divorce. That shit ends with you paying for the rest of your life. That shit ends with alimony. See? Embrace your filth from the beginning. I'm team dumpster pig. I can't believe that's even coming out of my mouth. Team dumpster pig. That's not really a thing. That's just for us. But there's a fandom for everything. Everything's got sides now. You know? And I'm not one of those people that likes to... There's enough comedians out there. You can go and listen to someone's fucking take on it. I'm not offering my take on on that at this particular moment, how everybody's against each other online. I'm just saying it doesn't matter what it is, okay? If it's the president, yeah, that makes sense a little bit, I guess. People have their very strong opinions about that, but it wouldn't matter because if that's not going down, people will fight about what to eat Chunky Spoon with. Remember those commercials from the 90s? Little ass a guy telling you, hey, use a spoon. Other little ass guys telling you, use a fork. If that was the debate, people would be just as passionate about it. It's because the internet brings out everybody that has nothing going on. And that's what we do, is we cling to that. And we go, oh man, I'm going to make this whole fucking thing about my personality. You know? Like Kim and Kanye. People are on whatever side or the next. I think the whole thing is just fucking hilarious. Skeet Davidson, look at this dickhead. That shit is funny to me. But I'm not team one or the other. But that's the thing, is there's fandoms about it. People are like, oh man, I prefer farting standing up. And they're like, nope, sit down and fart or nothing at all. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. That's just, I'm ranting here. But that's the whole point of this, right? Is I'm doing a podcast by myself. I don't know what the fuck is going to come out of my mouth. I'm a dumpster pig. (laughs) I even look like it. I was in one of those, um, it, it wasn't a roast battle. But it was a show at the comedy store. And this was, I, I want to say it was the, this is a while back. It was probably the last show I did before the pandy hit. And it's it's run by, it was a show called Low Key Upset. And you do material that you're upset about, which for me is fucking everything. And it's run by these two guys, uh, Paul Ilya, who was on episode, like one of the, I don't know, episode 20, somewhere in there. And Matt Reif. And we're doing this, uh after you do your set, those two guys go on stage and they um, kind of riff with you a little bit. Not necessarily roast, but they talk about what you're talking about and you bust balls a little bit and that's the show. Very awesome, great show. It's actually expanded. It went to low-key outside 
during the pandy. Now it's low-key comedy, I think. It's everywhere. Make sure you check that out. But regardless, this one show, this woman is yelling shit the whole time, you know? She thinks it's a roast battle, and she thinks she's in it. But one thing she did say was, like, it was all quiet for a second, and she says, Dave, you look like you own a vape shop. And I laughed. This is kind of fucking funny and a little bit true. A vape shop. You know? I always picture someone, like, wearing a tracksuit, and they're about to go get hustled at hustlers, you know? But they have, like, a matching Yankees hat for every single color tracksuit they have. But no, I'm just in like a black t-shirt, some jeans. I always wear a hat. Not a matching hat or anything, but everyone thinks I'm fucking bald. I'm not. I'm going gray a little bit, but it's a full head of gray. Just, well, grizzled gray on the sides. Every time I go and get a haircut, there's more and more gray hairs coming out. So by the time this episode drops, I might be fucking full silver fox. Who knows? But regardless, she told me that. And it's like, man, I'm living my truth here. But that is a best case scenario because the guy who owns a vape shop owns a fucking business. You know, I wanted to take her to Thanksgiving dinner and be like, tell that to my dad. Tell my dad it looks like I own something. (laughs) Now my dad's very supportive of this shit. Not necessarily being a dumpster pig. Like today, okay, I got those um, trying to better myself and start wearing underwear. I got those pants with the underwear built right in. We'll be talking about that on a podcast coming up. But I already fucking ruined a pair with a cigarette burn right in the crotch. Now, the thing is, the pants are dark blue. But the little underwear lining is neon yellow. Okay? And I'm sitting there smoking a little uh, fucking hole. So it's there's a hole in the in the dark blue part. And the neon green just shines right fucking through. So that's the kind of pig I am. I mean, half of my fucking shirts have little holes on it because I'm a disgusting pig. All right? I'm gross. I am gross. I don't know why anybody wants to be friends with me. But here we are. It's different levels of friendship, too. Just like relationships, different levels of friendship. You know, there's the friends that you're acquaintances with. There's friends that you do anything for. But the top tier friendship is someone that you look at fucking vacation pictures with. Because there's nothing fucking worse than someone saying hey i just came back from albuquerque and they're pulling out their phone you know they're going to show you a picture of a cactus i mean unless it's the one brand shoving up his ass i don't want to fucking see it you know your kids i kind of get a new baby sure you get three minutes you get three minutes if we're friends otherwise i'll just see that on instagram that's the whole point of instagram it's like hey we're like casual friends but now you have to look at all my pictures okay we've eliminated that we don't need that part in our in our social interactions anymore. But sure enough, people still come up to you, pulling their phones out. Look at these shitty pictures. I fucking hate it because we're not friends. Why am I looking at this shit? I don't want to see your fucking aunt drunk at Christmas in Albuquerque. I mean, unless it's hilarious. That I definitely want to see Aunt Linda fucking barfing on the Christmas tree. But you get my point. I am team... Don't show me your fucking pictures. That's what I am. You know, unless you hit a brothel, I am team. Don't show me your fucking pictures. I got you on Instagram. Got you muted, but I got you on Instagram. (laughs) But that's what we do, right? Again, the fandoms. 
Team, don't show me the pictures. There's people out there that are team. You know who it is? People that are all for showing pictures are the ones showing the pictures. Nobody on the other side wants to see that. Team show pictures are the ones saying, hey, my uncle got a new dog. And you're like, that's like seven fucking degrees away from me. I don't want to see this fucking dog. You know, but again, unless it's doing something funny. Is it humping a guinea pig? Then yeah, show me that shit. For the humor, not the sexuality part of it. But that's what we do. And see, one thing everybody's split upon, again, not to get all serious here, but the whole trans people shit. Team for, team against. Oh, I can't even say these pronouns anymore. Shut the fuck up. No one, no one's even, no one cares that you don't, that, that you feel offended by somebody else. Oh, you're offended that someone wants to go by he instead of she. The fuck are you? You're a snowflake. If you care what somebody else wants to identify as, you're a fucking snowflake. I'm team, I don't give a shit. I'm team, you want to be she? I'll call you she. Because how often does that happen in your life? I can count on one hand how many times somebody's asked me to call me by their pronouns. Count on one hand how many times this happened. In real life. Again, I'm not talking about the internet. That shit is not real life. We've been through this. Okay, that's... That's for people to really over-exaggerate their opinions and feel better about themselves. In real life, no one fucking cares. You know, how many times have you seen a woman come into the men's room, drop a dump in the urinal, and go, sorry, I identify as a man, this is the way it is. Because it doesn't fucking happen that way. All these hypothetical situations only exist online. And it's only to provoke uh, a, re a reaction out of you. And you're fucking falling for it. You're like, oh, what, like, what does it matter? Why should I placate your stupid feelings? And it's like, you don't, you don't have to, you can just live your fucking life. If you have a problem with someone being trans, there's a very simple solution. Look the other fucking way, bro. Or sis, I don't know. Like if you want to diminish it to like a guy wearing a dress, there's assholes that say shit like that. What the fuck do you even care? If that's not even anything new, do you really care if somebody wants to be something else? What business is that of yours? Who fucking cares? They're not going up to you, tapping you on the shoulder and being like, excuse me, but here are my pronouns. You shall address me as such. That's not how it goes. And that's how they're acting. It's simple. I am team. Don't give a fuck. If someone says I am trans, I say, cool. I don't give a fuck. If someone says I am cisgendered, I say, cool. I don't give a fuck. I am straight. Don't give a fuck. I'm gay. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing my own shit here. I support you, but I don't care because I'm team tolerance. Tolerance has a lot of weight to it for some reason. It's literally the bottom of the fucking barrel. When someone says, like, let's say uh, you're interested in some woman that you know, but she's got a husband. And you say to her, hey, what do you think of your husband? And she goes, mm, I tolerate him. Fucking door's wide open, bro. What do you think of his cooking? I tolerate it. Tolerance is the... is." All anybody's asking for you. They're not asking you to date them. They're not asking you to fuck them. They're asking for tolerance. And that's it. Tolerance is as simple as saying, I don't give a fuck and turning the other way. I don't know. We're getting all toilet fleshy here. I don't give a shit. I'm by myself. All right, let's check out some news articles here. Um, Southwest passenger arrested for masturbating four times during flight. All right. So there's no, um, I don't know. There's no context needed here. The guy was jerking off four times in one flight. 
It's like the first time, I guess they let it go a little bit. That's Spirit Airlines policy, I'm sure. But after that, it's just you against stamina, against time. You know what I mean? It's like that joke. I just flew in and boy, are my arms tired. Well, not for this motherfucker. He's dead. And see, the fact that they knew it was four times suggests they knew about the first three times. So it's not like Spirit Airlines where it's like everyone gets to jack off once on the plane. But with Southwest, they're like, ah, we go by Greyhound bus rules. Just don't cut anyone's head off and you're good. But only three jack off. Another one here says Oregon romance novelist who wrote How to Murder Your Husband goes on trial in fatal shooting of longtime spouse in Portland. Now, if you've ever seen Basic Instinct, you know the defense goes something like this. Uh, I'd have to be pretty stupid to write a book about killing and then kill him in the exact way I described in the book. You know? But people do that. She'll be found guilty of being pretty fucking stupid. But hey, man. O.J. Simpson gave the book a five-star review. Woman arrested for car theft drove another stolen car to her court appearance. And you know what? At least she showed up. That's got to count for something, you know, even just a little participation trophy. She's just living that full Grand Theft Auto lifestyle. You know, the objective is go to court. So she goes outside, presses square beside a nice car, and she shows up at court. The next one here is Frito-Lay introduces Cracker Jills to honor women in sports. That's the whole, we're being diverse. We support diversity. Now buy our product. How do you do, fellow kids? We support women's rights. Please ignore our gender discrimination lawsuits and multiple allegations of sexual harassment. We're here to promote equality. I don't know. What are they going to do, hire blackjacks? Really, the only way to make Cracker Jacks less masculine is to take the nuts out of it. All right, that'll be it for us. <laughs> Me. So make sure you head to drum.io slash valleyboys. Get on that landing page. That's where you can buy tickets to live shows. Again, I'll be in San Diego on June 5th at the Madhouse Comedy Club. We got t-shirts for sale. The... Embrace your filth. Raccoon ones are selling. Hot hot guy. Sorry, no. Ugly guy summer. Those shirts are being bought by women. Uh, make sure you grab something from there. Follow our links. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy this. I am Dave Weasel. Thanks for listening. <laughs>